Good morning and welcome to Monday morning, January the 17th in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we begin year C, the third Sunday of Epiphany. And on the Monday of the week, we'd like to take a look at the Old Testament passage that comes from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church calendar year. And we're going to be in a unique spot today. We're going to be in Nehemiah chapter 8. And the verses are kind of cut up here. So it's uh, chapter 8, verses 1 through 3, 5 and 6, and then 8 through 10. So let me read that passage. We've got a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When Our Eyes. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 1 through 3, 5 and 6, and 8 through 10. In October, when the Israelites had settled in their towns, all the people assembled with a unified purpose at the square just inside the water gate. They asked Ezra, the scribe, to bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had given for Israel to obey. So on October 8, Ezra the priest brought the book of the law before the assembly, which included the men and women and all children old enough to understand. He faced the square just inside the water gate from early morning till noon and read aloud to everyone who could understand. All people listened closely to the book of the law. Ezra stood on the platform in full view of all the people. When they saw him open the book, they all rose to their feet. Then Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people chanted, Amen, Amen, as they lifted their hands. Then they bowed down and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. They read from the book of the law of God and clearly explained the meaning of what was being read, helping the people understand each passage. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who were interpreting for the people said to them, Don't mourn or weep on such a day as this, for today is a sacred day before the Lord God. The people had been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. And Nehemiah continued, Go and celebrate with the feast of rich foods and sweet drinks, and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. This is the word of God for us. Even all these years later, I can remember when I graduated from college. So I graduated on the 24th of May in 2003 uh, from Sterling College. And I loved my time at Sterling College. Um, I enjoyed being there as a student. I enjoyed the friends that I made. Um, several of them I'm still friends with to this day. And I remember like this interesting tension within. I, I felt accomplished. I felt glad that school was over. But I felt sad too. I remember driving home from school with like my pickup truck was like stuffed full of all the stuff from my dorm room. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't know if I'm going to have an experience of community like that ever again. And it was sad because it was a unique experience. You just around people your age for the most part all the time. And now it was like journey into like quote the real world, the real job and uh, starting a family and all those things. And even though you still feel close kinship with a few people in your life, it's just not the same. And so I felt like just pulled in two different directions on that day. And I knew that it was shaping me in a deep way that I didn't really have words for. 
feel like that that tension, that pull in two directions is what we see in Nehemiah's book. If you're familiar with the book of Nehemiah, so this is after the people of God, late in the Old Testament period, have gone to exile. They were prisoners of a war and they were hauled off to a different country. And Nehemiah negotiated and brokered them a safe return for those who, who, he could, who he could call together. And then he also brokered some building supplies so they could rebuild the wall of Jerusalem to feel safe again and chase off all the riffraff that had taken up residence there. And they began to establish the commonwealth of Israel again. And they knew that they would not be Israel completely unless they read the book of the law. If you can recall, this is a callback to when Moses brought his people up out of Egypt and they stood at the mountain and they heard the law of God. This law wasn't just like principle Strickland trying to get, you know, real strict uh, with a bunch of people to keep them in line. But the law was their adoption document. This is a way that they were set apart from all the different people. And so when Ezra, the priest, he's also a lawyer in some translations, as he is reading the law for from the beginning of the day all the way to lunchtime, like they are listening and they're having the law interpreted by uh, different Bible study leaders in their midst. And it comes to this crescendo where they are weeping because they know that they have not kept their end of the deal. They have not kept these words. And there must have been fear and dread that they, were, they weren't so sure that they're going to be able to keep up their end of the deal. And so Nehemiah and Ezra, they put their minds together and they say, this is not how this is go- supposed to go. This is not supposed to be a sad moment. This is supposed to be a moment of celebration. I don't think that Nehemiah and Ezra were, were telling the people to fake it. I don't think that they were saying, hey, put a, a very thin, sappy smile on your face. Uh, because who knows, God might be walking among us. And he's like our you know district's district manager and we don't want him to see that the the shop is not in order no it's like they were trying to say hey like god meets us where we are and we're we're going places and so today is not a day to be overwhelmed by grief but it's a a day to be overwhelmed by gladness to be glad-hearted because look how far we've come we were we were away in, in a foreign land but now we're back and we're safe and we're reading this word so it's fresh in our minds so we know how to be the commonwealth of god again. I think you and I experience that same push and pull in our lives too. We are grateful for grace. We are grateful for the way in which God rescued us. We do sense that we're being changed. But there are probably days where we feel like, man, I have not gotten down the road as far as I felt like I should be by now in my faith. And so instead of being glad because of grace, we are terrified because maybe we have this feeling that we, we've been like taking God's grace for granted and we haven't kept up our end of the deal. Now, it's true that um, in Christ, we have this healthy obligation before God. That's what Paul says a couple different times in Romans, that we have an obligation to the Spirit. It says in Romans chapter 8. And so we do need to feel this incentive and this enthusiasm to to apply the work of God in our lives, uh, to be co-working with God and the transformation of our own souls. But at the end of the day... Uh, the Christian's posture is like the posture of the na- nation of Israel in this passage. It's to lift our hands in praise. It's to be grateful and it's to call the Lord good. And so I don't know where you find yourself today in this tug of war. If you feel like you are in a place of celebration or maybe you feel like you're on the other end of the, of the spectrum where you're like, I feel overwhelmed by guilt and shame and, and regret because of some decisions that I've made. I pray that you and I would start this day with a fresh vision of God's grace. And that we would agree with Nehemiah and with Ezra that this is a day, even this Monday morning, it's a day for celebration. It's, it's a day to lift our hearts to God and be grateful for all that he's done for us. 
So with that in mind, let's spend some time praying together this morning. Father, Son, and Spirit, we rejoice in who you are today. You're a good God. And so we begin this week and this day with glad hearts, fully expecting for you to move in our lives and to do good things in the world around us. So we pray that you would set us apart, make us eager, make us glad hearted, stoke our imaginations with wonder so that we can be the person of peace in every room where we find ourselves. So God be with us. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. <music>